Hi guys, welcome back to Psyched Commas on Psychology, Relationships and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we are talking about empathy. Hi guys, so before we get started on our episode today, I just wanted to remind everyone that the doors are open to our Break the Confidence Code program. It's um, amazing. 90-day transformational experience where you're really going to be able to overcome your lack of confidence, overcome those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back so that now you have all this energy and all this um, leftover space to now focus on the positive and go after what you really care about in your life and go after what really aligns with you and what you value. And that's really what this program is about. The women in it already are loving it and they're already seeing such major, huge shifts in their lives. One of them even applied for a job and got a job that she never would have even applied to before she was in this program. So that's the type of results that you can experience. And we're super excited to be offering this program again. So if you're interested in that, there's a link in the bio to sign up for that. Or if you have any questions, you can also book a call with us. But otherwise, we'll go ahead and dive into our episode for today. So we'll go ahead and start with some of the misconceptions of empathy. So Empathy means that you basically accept what has happened or you're, you have a more of a feeling of acceptance around something. I would, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, we, we talk about someone, let's say that did a crime, Mm -hmm. but then we also look into the history of where they came from and all that. And it doesn't mean you're saying that the crime is okay, but you can have an understanding or have empathy because of the background maybe that they came from, which led them to make these choices. So I think that's, you know, when we're talking about uh, accept, you know, I'm sorry, the, the empathy, it doesn't mean we accept the behavior. It means, but we have empathy because of maybe the life they've led. Exactly. So again, it doesn't mean that you're accepting what the person did. Obviously, if they did commit a crime, that's terrible. That doesn't excuse their actions, but we can still create understanding of why they did it and where they come from. So the second misconception is empathy is weakness. So kind of going along with the first one, if you, I think people can see it as weakness because you're sympathizing maybe with someone, but again, sympathy is different than empathy and we'll get into that later. But you're not, it's not a weakness. It's actually strength because you're able to put yourself out there and understand people more and try to make connections and try to be understanding. And um, you're not, you're not looking at someone just based on the, I guess, the actions that they're taking. You're trying to look at the person as a whole and really understand them. Yeah. And I think with empathy in terms of yeah, whether it's seen as weakness or not. The thing with empathy is you're trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes. So it's sort of like being in the emotion with that person who's struggling. And sometimes I think, you know, if people are seeing it as weakness, maybe they're seeing that sadness or or whatever they're trying, they're empathizing with is a weak emotion, but truly when we're able to uh, put ourselves in in someone else's shoes, we're basically choosing to be with that person in that 
feeling, which is a very difficult thing to do because those were usually empathizing with people when they are in difficult emotions, experiencing right. different difficult emotions. And so it's a very brave thing actually to be able to sit with somebody and be in tune with how that person is actually feeling. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I do think that people still, I mean, I think it's changing, but I think people still are uh, associate anger and being louder and just those stronger emotions as being as strong emotions or, uh, right. and then they see the sadness or the vulnerability or kindness and empathy as the weak emotions. And it's really, truly the opposite of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so much easier to uh, react with anger and loud behavior and an impulsive reaction. Uh, it's much more, it's much braver to show your sad side or your, um, you know, uh, vulnerable side. Vulnerable. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> vulnerable side. That is truly courage. Mm -hmm. But obviously it's not seen that way because people shriek back from anger, you know, when somebody explodes well, in anger. Anger is still scarier, I guess. So in that sense, it, I can see that because it, just because it is so loud and, and intimidating. Right. But it doesn't right. mean that it's stronger or that person is stronger in any way. It doesn't mean the person is stronger, right? It might be more frightful to see somebody ex, uh, demonstrating anger. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's actually for the person who's demonstrating it. That's the easier emotion to demonstrate usually oftentimes right. than right. a more vulnerable, sad, maybe tearful, um, tearful, uh, emotion. Exactly. Yeah. So what exactly is empathy? So it is the ability to recognize and understand and share the thoughts and feelings of another person. Or this, you know, it could be um, animal or any other type of, uh, I'll just say person. Um, so, well, I, yeah, fictional character. Yeah, I think we all can experience that and watching some kind of movie and, and kind of really feel like we're in their shoes. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. But I mean, it's still yeah. a person to me. So I guess that's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so developing empathy is extremely crucial for relationships and demonstrating compassionate behavior and it involves kind of like you said earlier experiencing another person's point of view rather than just your own and actually enabling pro-social or helping behaviors that come from from within rather than being forced so it's again it's putting yourself in their shoes where um, you actually can take on the emotions of the other person and really right. see and experience their emotions through their eyes right Right, you're really actually experiencing what that other person is experiencing in terms of emotion. Right, exactly. And um, empathy, we can talk a little bit more about the roots of it. So it has roots in our brains and our bodies in our evolutionary history. So there's, we have, there's been signs of empathy that have been observed in primates and in dogs and even in rats. So it's not just humans who are able to emote this or to uh, demonstrate this. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, of course, dogs. I'm a big dog lover. <laughs> yes. Rats might be a little harder to <laughs> to, Tell. to recognize, but um, I 
I've seen lots of maybe YouTube or uh, Instagram posts or whatever where they are showing animals showing empathy or at least care and you know wanting to be with whoever they recognize as somebody a friend or a caretaker you know showing uh, love to that caretaker right so. well it kind of reminds me when we were younger um one of our cats if we cried our cat would always come over to us and rub right. up against us and stuff so yeah <laughs> right right exactly i don't know if cats are the most empathetic but who knows what her reasoning was well i think they can be i think that might be definitely a response that you know they recognize that you're hurting and so they come by to kind of comfort yeah, yeah. it's very sweet um so mm -hmm. empathy has been associated with two different pathways in the brain so some aspects of empathy can be traced to mirror neurons which are cells in the brain that go off when we observe someone else perform an action in the same way that that they would fire if we performed the action ourselves. So mirror neurons are, I know some people are, they say, I think it's a highly sensitive person, right? Who has probably right. mirror neurons or they're more active. And that's because, so, and I know people who I've, um, I think it's the um, Invisibilia podcast talked about this where um, someone who has really extreme very active mirror neurons they're actually able to feel physically what the other person feels like if someone got their hand smashed in a door they would actually feel that in their own mm -hmm. hand even though there was nothing happening so that's the extreme right mirror neurons but that's really where empathy can be traced to right right yeah and um i think yeah the mirror neurons um i think you yeah with highly sensitive people that they possibly have more or just more sensitive to that. So uh, they definitely can pick up, you know, you hear people talk about, I feel an energy in the room if it's negative or more positive. And I think definitely they're picking up uh, the emotions of the other people in the room. And so those would be probably through their mirror neur neurons. Yeah. So research has also uncovered a genetic basis to empathy as well. So studies um, have shown that there's, it's based in genetics, but people are able to enhance their uh, natural empathetic abilities, or, you know, they can also be, they can also lessen as well over time. Right. I think it's definitely something you can learn if you don't uh, have, a, have a natural ability for it. I think it takes some introspection to oh, kind of a lot of awareness yes right right and i know that it can be actually learned if we if somebody doesn't have too much empathy uh that can be taught that we can help them learn how to have how to build more empathy right it's like a skill just like anything else with um kind of relating to self-esteem or confidence those are all we're born with a natural level of it but that doesn't mean that we can't build up that over time, you know, same with compassion and things in that, of that nature. It sort of reminds me of there's things that we think we can't learn. And when I was in high school in our, my chorus class, there mm -hmm. was one student who didn't have, uh, didn't have a good ear for music. So they were off key. 
and the instructor worked with him and worked with him and worked with him. And he finally got him to sing on key. And I always thought that was just impossible. If someone's off key, it's just not something they can do. But he did it. And I was so amazed. So I'm very, uh, very believing that, you know, we can learn a lot of things that we think that we can't. There is a difference between personality traits and things like this, where this isn't a personality trait. Like, yes, you can be known as an empathetic person, but it's, that's not the same as having a personality trait. So personality traits, I think, are more stable. Yes. Yes. Whereas this can be, a, this is more of a skill. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we also want to touch on the difference between empathy versus sympathy. So I think a lot of times people get these confused, but uh, I do think there has been more work and education around this recently. So mm -hmm. these differences might be more known now, but we're still going to just cover them anyways. So sympathy is more a feeling of concern for someone else and a desire that they become happier or better off. While empathy really involves sharing with that other person's emotion and feeling their emotions and really seeing from their perspective. So empathy involves first seeing someone else's situation from his perspective and then sharing with them. So that's where that difference is. So sympathy is you still have that concern and you still want that person to feel better, but you aren't putting yourself in their shoes and actually seeing it from their side. Right, right. Yeah, so empathy is a deeper level really of connecting with that person because they are actually sharing the emotion, whereas sympathy is probably a little more surface, um, you know, appropriate too when you know for whatever for particular situations but the empathy i believe is the deeper level of truly uh sharing obviously because you're sharing emotions right there's nothing wrong with sympathy it's not bad it just is in different situations you want to use it obviously if you were empathetic all the time and putting yourself in other people's positions all the time i think it could get a little exhausting so Sympathy is probably That's, helpful in situations right. where you don't want to go as deep and you don't really have that energy or the capacity to do so. Well, that's why they have the term now empath for people who do feel uh, a lot of how other people feel. And you're right, it is a very uh, exhausting way to live and mm -hmm. it's hard for them uh, because they do feel their emotions very strongly and can feel other people's emotions very strongly, tune into other people's emotions. So it's difficult to be an empath. <laughs> and that is, um, you know, so then you have to work on how do you kind of um, separate a bit from other people, do your best to learn. You have to almost do the opposite. It's not the skill building of building the empathy. It's sort of almost how do I kind of that. tone it down exactly to to, yeah. to be able to be okay and live okay right because obviously we can't always be taking on that amount of emotion and feeling so we also wanted to touch on the difference between pity and sympathy as well there's actually a scale out there that shows the progression so it starts with pity and it ends with compassion so we go from pity first then to sympathy then to empathy then to compassion and pity really is just feeling sorry for someone's misfortune or for their distress. But sympathy is where you actually have more of an understanding of that and you have some common feelings. Pity is very much so you can't really understand it because it's probably something so far off from you. And 
So that's the difference between pity and sympathy. And then uh, the difference, then we move again into pity, then sympathy, sympathy, empathy, and now into compassion, if you want to explain more what compassion is. Well, I was just going to touch a little on pity. I think pity mm -hmm. seems to come a little bit from a standpoint of your, I don't want to say, it is sort of like looking down. And I, it really is kind of, you can think of a, maybe somebody who's homeless, you see them on the street um, and you really look, it's like you have a, you really feel sorry for them in terms of their huge misfortune. Uh, but you're maintain you're not necessarily um, going to help them in, in a significant way. It's more from a, a distance, like maintaining a distance. You're not really going in there and helping. Whereas then when you're talking about compassion, you're having a similar kind of deep level feeling for their misfortune, but you're, you're at a position where you're committing to help them basically. Right. So there's, I think it dry, there's the drive there to actually do something. Right. Right. And then the, uh, em sympathy and empathy fall in the middle sympathy after pity and then empathy. So why do we need to increase our empathy? So there are, are some studies out there that empathy is on the decline. I think that is obviously just a case because of how most people in the world today are a little more disconnected. And obviously, you know, that's potentially because of social media and the online space and things like that. So we aren't connecting on a deeper level anymore. It's much more surface level and we feel that that's sufficient, but that's really not. And so now we aren't able to empathize with people as easily because we have the screen basically as our barrier and we're all more taking a more spectator approach to this. And I think more people are probably um, showcasing sympathy and pity instead of actually trying to force form that connection. Yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think that maybe with social media we are more connected and sure we do see things across the world immediately and mm -hmm. know a lot of things right up front and know things that we could feel badly about for certain individuals. But I think you're right, it's that screen that there's a separation there. And so it's probably more falls in the, the pity and, and maybe, maybe more sympathy, but pity range because you're not necessarily going to jump out and help that person. Um, you like the picture, I think it's on. easier. Yeah, or I think it's easier to, you know, in terms of with empathy, um, I think it's on the decline because with the, with the screen of social media, we have, it's so much easier actually to be negative. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a buffer there. And so I think there's maybe a tendency or, a, you know, there's a way that people can use the media to spout off negative things without feeling much um, repercussions from that. Uh, I mean, of, of course, maybe people will say something to them, but it's it's at a distance. So right. I think that it has kind of affected our ability uh, to be empathic. Yeah, exactly. Potentially, yeah. And so we need more empathy because it does help us connect. It does help us help others and serve others. And from an evolutionary perspective, 
it creates a mental model of another person's intent. So that's really critical to know. So it really makes us able to understand people better. So we know if someone's dangerous or not. And um, that was, I guess, again, an from an evolutionary perspective. So we had to be very sensitive to and aware of people and how their body language was and how their, you know, how they were feeling and things like that, because that would give us a sense of if they were dangerous or not and what right. their intent was. Yeah, I think that absolutely, you know, as we've um, learned to cut our emotions or been more surface with our emotions in general in society, we not only have cut off being empathic in terms of, you know, being able to share emotions with people, but we do cut off that kind of ability to sense, let's say, danger. Mm -hmm. If we can tune into people and their emotions, we can tune into that as well. So kind of similar, like when we do cut off our emotions in general, maybe because of some kind of trauma or whatever, we're not only cutting off the bad emotions, we're, we're cutting off the good emotions. And so you need the ability to read people and um, to read people and get a sense of where they're at for your own protection as well. Right. Yeah. And also in today, uh, today's day, we need it to be able to work more effectively in corporate companies and, uh, and just in businesses in general and our work environments and just to thrive more as a society. So when everyone can be more connected and empathetic with each other and understanding, then that just raises up everyone else around them and we can all work better together. We can all live better together. So it's, it is really important to develop more empathy. Right. And I think that's kind of what's meant with emotional intelligence. We mm -hmm. need to understand people's emotions. For instance, like if you're a doctor and you have a patient come in and if you can't read between the lines sometimes or ask the right questions uh, of a patient to discover what's going on for them, you may not really be able to diagnose them well or, or give them the right treatment as, as well as somebody, a doctor that can actually read their emotions. I've heard, I think I've heard some studies around that women doctors are actually better than male doctors because women are more inclined to be empathetic. And that's actually really important in the medical field with that because they're actually tuning into the patients. They're actually listening to what their needs are and they're not just looking at their symptoms and giving them a diagnosis and walking away because a lot of, sometimes we know that that's, the most obvious diagnosis isn't actually correct. And right. so the women doctors who are the people who have empathy are able to actually spend the time and care for the person and again, put themselves in their shoes and really figure out what kind of treatment would this person want and like, what do they need? And when you're able to, from that perspective, yeah, I mean, I guess, I think it just in the medical field, it makes a huge difference. Yes. I think for... Not that a male obviously can't, cannot be a good doctor, of course they right. can, but I think just in general, males have been taught in our society to be more cut off from their emotions or compartmentalize them. It's just how society, the it's way trained. that society yeah. kind of trains them, even if you 
we don't want that or we're saying that that's changing and hopefully that is but the tendency is that men have a, more of an ability to compartmentalize their emotions so they don't connect usually typically as much so then the woman doctor obviously is more likely to be able to do that right and there's um, been also some studies done that when a child is not mirrored in the sense that they're not really shown empathy, they may give up trying to achieve their goals, or if they become a high achiever, their accomplishments may not really bring them any pleasure or joy. So empathy is crucial when you're developing too. And when, you're, when you have children, you want to make sure to show them empathy and teach them empathy because if they don't get it, then that doesn't really, that has an impact on them. Yes. If, and again, the whatever emotional environment we grew up in, if emotions were shared and expressed in a healthy manner, then we're going to be able to do that as well. We'll also be able to read other people's emotions better because our emotions were read by our parents. So mm -hmm. we develop that skill. But if emotions were not accepted or maybe just some emotions were then we're going to lack the skill there then to be able to use that in our uh, adulthood and in our relationships as well with other people right so obviously we want to know how to develop more empathy so even if you are already an empathetic person like we said you may be someone who is too empathetic and you might need to tone it down, but for most people, that's not the case. And so we want to learn how to improve our empathy, develop it as a skill. Uh, so humans actually begin to show signs of empathy even in infancy, and that'll develop throughout childhood and adolescence and into adulthood. But still more people are likely to feel greater empathy for people like themselves, and they feel less for that for people outside of their family or community, ethnicity, or race. So. A way that we can really increase our empathy, if you feel that way, if you feel like you probably have more empathy for people that are the same as you, that's normal, that's natural, but uh, to increase your empathy to outside of that pool, you can, we have to get out of our usual environment. And so that could mean either making friends and talking to people and putting yourself in situations where you're talking to people that you normally wouldn't have met or talked to previously. Uh, and ask them, you know, about themselves, what it's like to be in their shoes, about their issues and concerns, and how they how they perceive experiences different from you. Yeah, I think with a lot of ways that you can do that is through volunteer work mm -hmm. type things, and I think that's an important thing to try and encourage children to do, where they're actually put in an environment where they can have that experience with people who are different than them um, so that they um, can talk to them and ask them questions you know so when if you can do that I think that's a great way to help teach the empathy to uh, children and help them have that more as they are an adult right exactly and we also want to look at our biases so even if you're someone who says, oh, I don't have any biases, that's 99.9% not true. <laughs> so we all have hidden biases that we might not really be aware of, but they do interfere with our ability to empathize and listen and understand other people. So 
a lot of times these are focused around age, race, and gender. So you have to be really honest with yourself and aware of where those biases appear. So you may not want to admit that you have any, but that right. doesn't help. That's not going to help you develop more empathy first. It's okay to have that, those biases. Everyone, like we said, everyone has them. It's part of being a human. We of course are more inclined to be empathetic and want to be connected to people who are like us. It makes sense. So right. we do have, but to become more empathetic, we do have to push that and we have to go outside of that. And so you do have to be honest with yourself about which biases you do have so that you can now work on uh, improving your empathy and developing your empathy around those. Right, right. I think the idea is that we do all have biases and that doesn't make us bad people because it's, because there's no way that anybody doesn't have any. But I think the goal is always being open to learning and growing. And part of that is to, again, put ourselves in other people's shoes or, or experience things with people that are not necessarily our, our gender, our age, our race, and uh, approach it with a sense of curiosity and really getting to know that person. And, you know, or I think of um, maybe like young children, or I think you went with Girl Scouts or whatever to an old person's home and, you know, oh, yeah. being able <laughs> to communicate or see, you know, see them. And if you're doing some kind of activity that helps bring them joy, you know, see them enjoying the activity. I mean, that helps you see them as other human beings and helps you connect with them emotionally as well. So I think it's definitely important to cultivate a sense of curiosity and as you uh, open you open up to exposing yourself to these different things and that can help you remove the biases or make you aware of ones that you had and realize that okay that you know that's not one that I have that I want anymore that I have anymore I understand that better now yeah I think really the key here for this that's really important is the awareness and honesty with yourself, and then that openness and curiosity. So you yeah. really have to be open to new experiences and you have to be open to changing your opinion as well and having those new experiences alter your views and viewpoints and perspective. And I think too, if, if you have this expectation that you don't have any biases and then you find out that you do, and if you have a critical, and if that brings a critical view of yourself, like in a negative way, then you're less likely to open up and be curious and accept the fact that that's, that you have that bias. So I think there's a sense of just have compassion for yourself. We're not, nobody's, again, nobody's perfect. And it's more about if we recognize it, then doing what is the responsible thing to do is is to then learn about it and learn where the mistake was made and be open to understanding from a different perspective. So I think right. it's, it takes not beating yourself up. It just takes acceptance and you're human and you're still worthwhile, but um, be open to learning. Yeah, and I think just the same way that you want to approach other people with curiosity, not from a place of judgment or anything like that, that's the way that you should approach your own biases and yourself, just from a place of that curiosity, right. no judgment, just acknowledge what it is, accept it, and learn more about it. 
Yeah, and make corrections where you, where you can. Yes. So when we approach someone from this open and curious perspective, we do really want to make sure that we're also listening. So obviously when we, you know, when we ask questions of people, a lot of the times we might not always be listening. Uh, we might be, you know, always thinking of our next response and things like that. So that's really a crucial part when we communicate with people that are not like us and we want to actually learn, we have to make sure that we're actually listening and listening without judgment as well. Yes, listening is a huge part of empathy. Uh, rather than trying to give somebody advice or not really hearing them because you're ready to give them a response in some way, uh, true empathy is truly being there and listening to that person. So listening is a huge thing uh, for empathy. Listening with an open, open mind, obviously, not in a judgmental way. Yeah, and it just this actually, I just was reminded of our podcast episode with Dr. Patricia Dixon. So she was a diversity professor, clinical psychologist, and she talked about her courses on diversity, but it really actually applies with this as well, because I remember she said that in her course that she does with her students, they confront their own racial biases, and then whichever one that the student had the strongest bias towards was the one that they had to do that immersion exercise with. So they had to actually immerse themselves in that, with that race and experience what it was like to be in their shoes. And I think that's a really great way to practice empathy as well, since those, I think, go pretty hand in hand. And not saying that you have to do, take a course on diversity or, and all that, but it's a, just a great example of how you can really implement that. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, class I would love to take if I could. <laughs> <laughs> if we were graduate students there. <laughs> and yeah. so the last step I think really to really developing our empathy skills is to actually communicate to the person that you're talking to in an authentic way, showing that you really understand what they're experiencing. So we can understand it within ourselves, but we want the we want to share that with the other person and let them know that we are showing empathy towards them and we feel what they're experiencing and we can understand what it's like. And that's truly where we work on when we're responding to somebody who's sharing what, what they're going through, we're listening and then we're in a genuine way, almost like para, paraphrasing back what you heard them say. So again, you're not jumping to advice giving to help them fix the problem because that basically uh, negates really that empathic listening. So the empathy is really showing that you hear what they're going through. You can understand and really get at least, obviously we can't 100% get what somebody else is feeling, but you are truly doing your best to put yourself in their shoes and really getting it. And that's that's sharing, that's really showing empathy and helping the person feel heard and seen. And that's what helps them feel better and then they can move on. So that's really what empathic listening is. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up empathy for us today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sure, yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. 
Thank you again so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We would love if you could share this episode with a friend. We think this is a really important topic to get the word out about. Um, and also, again, just want to remind you that if you are interested in that Break the Confidence Code program, please reach out to us. Please ask questions. Um, and also, we would love to see any of you guys in that group and join us for that program. It's going to be super awesome. We know we're going to be able to help you really make a change in your life. And if you feel stuck right now, if you feel like you are never going to be able to change, I just want to remind you that that is not true. Everything is possible for you. This is all possible for you. If you sign up for this program, we are going to be able to help you get there. There is just no other option. If you sign up for this program, you will see a difference. You will see a change and you will feel happier and better about yourself and you will be able to create a better life for yourself. So we really hope you join this program. Um, also wanted to just say that we are taking a one week hiatus. So next week we will not be having an episode, but we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. We have some exciting things planned, exciting things coming up. So um, give us a follow on Instagram or join our Facebook group to see what's happening and see what's going on. Um, that'll be really exciting. August is going to be an exciting month. So we're super excited about that. So go ahead and follow us there. And also rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, but we'll see you in two weeks.